Hi, everyone. Just wanted to let you know that Jim and Steve Watch a Show are now on social media. Please follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Jim and Steve Watch a Show. There, you can find out what TV show they will be watching next to enhance your listening experience. Also, feel free to give them suggestions for shows to watch or even a nerd challenge idea. Thanks for listening. When I was a little fuzzy on some of the names. Oh, I got the monster names, I think. Yeah, well, I think that's all that's important, honestly. Yeah. I remember the kid had a name, clearly. <laughs> I can't <Yeah>. remember who it was. <laughs> Jim and Steve, watch a show. Jim and Steve, watch a show you never seen. Welcome, everybody, to Jim and Steve, watch a show. Season 2, Episode 10, and in this episode, we are going to be taking a look at Ultra Q. My name is Jim. And my name is Steve. And Steve, would you like to tell everybody what our podcast is all about? So every week we look at all the streaming services. We try to find shows that either you've not heard of or maybe overlooked for some reason. We watch the first episode, we give our review, and whether or not we would watch the entire season. And today, again, we're going to be taking a look at a show called Ultra Q. We begin our podcast, as always, with some basic background information about the the show. So, Steve, what'd you find out? Ultra Q is a Japanese show that came out in the 60s. It is one season, 28 episodes. It was released on January 2nd of 1966 and went through July 3rd of 1966. Every episode is about 25 minutes, and at the time of this recording, it is available on Tubi. So basically one one season? One season. One season. So um, potentially easy watch, because we know we we don't like long shows. (laughs) Yeah, we have learned that lesson. (laughs) Um, All right, so good background info on it. We'd like to move on now, or we'd like to move on, rather, to our summary challenge. And here we like to uh, summarize the first episode of the show in about a minute or less. I believe, Steve, you're you're up this time. I right? am up, and I actually think I'll be able to do this one in less than a minute. Yeah, I, I think I'm up there, all right with this one, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's give it a shot. Okay. Ultra Q is a bunch of kind of vignette episodes that I'll get into in the points of interest. But in this episode, they are digging a tunnel through a mountain and a guy operating a backhoe hits a large monster with his backhoe and that upsets him. He goes on a rampage. Uh, Thanks to the smarts of a young boy, they are able to figure out how to get another monster to counteract the first monster (laughs) and that's pretty much all that happens. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's about it. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of like minutia, but I think that's pretty much the gist. <laughs> that was that was well done. That was excellent. Um, uh, maybe I'll add a, a little bit of the, the, some of the minutia, fl- but some I, of the uh, spice on the sizzle there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so, um, so here, here's my go. Um, so, like you said, it's it's episodic, right? So I think this is just a standalone episode. So that's, I guess that's important to point out. And I so there's a, a bunch of workers digging a, a tunnel, and it seems like they run into another tunnel. And this, and like you said, the the digging wakes up a monster. I think it's called Gomez, and it looks a lot yep. like Godzilla. If I have to be perfectly honest, um, <laughs> the digging also reveals an, an egg, 
which they uh, the workers move up to the surface. And there's this a nephew of the construction company is is warning everyone that this is monsters and, and none of the adults they they don't believe him. The egg is called Litra. I think that's how how they pronounce it. Um, so and then this part I was very confused about. Then some random team rushes in to investigate. I don't know who they are. <laughs> Again, no one believes the kid, but he hatches that egg. <laughs> And then the workers run into Gomez underground. Gomez comes up to the service surface, and then the two monsters fight. Very good. Much more detail than I had. That's the same. It's the same <laughs> show, though. <laughs> same, same exact thing happens. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was our, our summary challenge. So hopefully, you can get a gist of what happens in in the first episode. So now on to uh, points of interest, clarification needed for watching. So, Steve, what did you have here? So, actually, I have quite a bit this time. Okay. Uh, first, it's called Ultra Q, which I come to find out means like the ultimate question. Uh, and across the 28 episodes, the creators of this show kind of had uh, almost like they wanted to do an Outer Limits or Twilight Zone kind of show. Uh, okay. So. The original plan was not to have these Godzilla-like monsters in every episode. Oh. But it turned huh. out that the kids loved the monsters so much that they're like, guess what? Okay. We're just going to do monsters. So I think that in the early episodes, you might see episodes that don't have any large monsters in them. Oh, and then okay. as you get deeper into the season, I think you're going to see a lot of monsters. A lot of monsters. Well, that makes sense. I was very curious about the whole ultra... Q thing. I yeah. I had no idea what that was a reference to. So the ultimate question does sound a little Twilight Zony. Yes, I if you think about that. it in that that way. And then yeah. uh, I found out more about the whole ultra part of it that I'll go oh. into. So okay, yeah, please. It, this, now it's so funny because it actually relates back to gymnastics. Okay. So in gymnastics apparently they grade you on difficulty a through c with c being the most difficult okay. there was a gymnast for japan in the 60s that had a move that they had called ultra c and then that somehow transformed into meaning giving 110 <laughs> percent okay. and so then they took that ultra c turned it into ultra Q, which then kind of means ultimate question. So that's really an odd way to go from one to the other, to go from Japanese gymnastics to kind of a twilight zone type show. Uh, then aside from all of that, at the time that they were making this show, it was actually the most expensive Japanese show ever made. Now you, it makes you laugh because it, it, you watch it doesn't look that today, <laughs> and it's like me and Jim in my backyard with some like rubber could probably do what they did. That's right, yeah. a, a Super Eight camera and a rubber yeah. suit. <laughs> but at the time, most expensive Japanese show ever. Wow. Yeah. Um, so interesting. That is really and so they skipped all the way from Ultra C to Ultra Q. That's a lot of letters to skip. Yeah, we don't need K. What? <laughs> So Ultra Q. All right. Well, yeah. I think we should bring that back. Ultra C. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100%. Exactly. So I so I, I wonder if you were if you were Japanese and you had never heard of this show, and then somebody told you, Hey, have you ever seen Ultra Q? 
if you would immediately be like, oh, well, that's clearly from the gymnastics. Yeah, that's a great question. Like, I wonder how ingrained it is into Japanese culture or if this is something that they they have no idea about because that was 50, well, my, my gosh, 60 years ago. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I have no idea. Um, I thought maybe there was like a link to the only uh, Ultraman or something, but I don't think that's Which the is case. funny that you say that okay. because Ultraman is a descendant of this show. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, so it turns out that Ultra Q again transformed into Ultraman. Oh. And if you think about knowing what you know now about Ultra C, that's yeah. where Ultraman kind of comes from, too. <laughs> He's 110%. 110%. And I'm guessing he does some gymnastics. So <laughs> I would expect nothing. Yeah, expect nothing less from <laughs> Ultraman. Wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, um, so it, it's kind of funny to do this deep dive on the yeah. history, and, and you just realize where all this stuff comes from. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Great job. Um, uh, my, my points of clarification will pale in comparison. I thought that, um, I guess... If you, so this is kind of weird. So I kind of thought this was a monster movie kind of kind of show, and you're saying it was more like tended to be a Twilight uh, Zone kind of show. I guess familiarity with either of those genres then would put you uh, kind of in in the know for this particular show. Yep. I just thought like if you're familiar with the Godzilla like movies and you just wanted a bite sized chunk of that, well here. <laughs> Here you go. That's that's kind of what this is. Well, and I think that's fair because again, it sounded like they had one idea and then they yeah. realized their bread and butter was big monsters. And so I'm betting the majority of these 28 episodes are monsters. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like that's the the way that it goes. So I guess that kind of still holds up. And if you're if you're a fan of that genre, just kind of know the special effects that you're you're getting into. Don't expect anything crazy here. Um and I guess the only other point I had was they do they do reach out to what seems to be like this team of people as soon as this happens who go in and, and investigate. And I was like, <laughs> obviously fictitious, but was there just a branch of like like monster investigators that were well, hanging? They out were actually a newspaper. Is that what it was? If they were, they were a local okay. newspaper, okay. and that girl wanted to get the scoop. Oh, and so they, okay. her and her cameraman, and I think okay. the helicopter pilot go there. Yeah. Oh, oh, and one, they say that many of these characters are recurring throughout the 28 episodes. Oh, that's the through line. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> well, that makes more sense now. Cause I was like, I, I, I must've missed the reporter part, but I just thought they were people on call when this kind of stuff, almost like ghostbusters or something, but for <laughs> right. monsters, they were already get to the helicopter. Go. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting and unique. And I was like, is there a, is there an agency in Japan right. we ought to know about this is based on? Probably not. So the news <laughs> news makes much more sense. Um, all right, so that's some points of interest and clarification you would need to enjoy this show. What about uh, things that you liked about it? Uh, what, what stood out to you? You, you know, th there's something – it almost took me back to my childhood in a way because yeah. – on the weekends, they would often show some of these Japanese monster movies. And to hear kind of that classical monster movie music. Yeah. And just like you say, it's it's just a dude in a suit stepping <laughs> on cardboard stuff. <laughs> you know, it, it's 
it's simple, but also you're like, yeah, I, I remember loving these kinds of things so much. And it, it kind of took me back to that. Yeah. Uh, I, I had something similar where this definitely, definitely reminds me of the monster movies I watched as, as a kid. But what's nice about it is, I don't know if you've ever tried to go back and watch one of those. It does kind of, you know, you really have to be a fan. It kind of drags on, right? Y- so, yes. Like you're, you're waiting <laughs> an hour for the 10 minutes of action. Yes. And in this case, you're only waiting 28 minutes for the two yep. minutes of action. That's right. <laughs> so, Punch in the face. You get it, you get it pretty immediately. Yeah. So, and in that way, if, if, if you need to scratch that itch of watching something that's like a Godzilla movie, here you go. It's self-contained. Yep. You see a couple <laughs> monsters. Monster uh, of the week. Yeah, exactly. And I thought what was kind of nice about this one is the scale is a little smaller. Like Gomez is not Godzilla size. You know, he's right. maybe 30 feet tall. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's kind of like the two-story target of monsters. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a, maybe a, a little bit taller than that. Yeah, and he's and and so there's a certain charm uh, uh to that I I thought. And the other thing like you said it's got like a cool um like six like the credit sequence was kind of cool. It had almost like 60s surf music yep. over it and I thought that was kind of kind of neat. Um so yeah, so those are some positives and strengths of the the show, especially if you're a uh, monster movie fan. Again, this could scratch the itch very easily. As far as weaknesses and drawbacks were concerned, what didn't you like about it? So, so I, I'm kind of putting this in between because you either think it's funny or you don't think it's funny. Yeah. Like the dude that hit the monster with his backhoe goes <laughs> running out of the tunnel and he's screaming about him seeing a monster. And the, the supervisor's like, that guy's an alcoholic. Let's ignore him. I'm sure he just saw light. It's like, right. I remember how that. many people do you know, regardless of whether they're drunk, would mistake a light <laughs> yeah. for a large monster in a tunnel? Yeah, there's it's something like, weird there. Maybe it was uh, lost in just translation. It's so funny, right? And <laughs> yeah. then just like, and then like this little kid for some reason is an expert yes. on anything that you need to be an expert on, and they dismiss yeah. him every <laughs> yeah. step of the way. Like <laughs> they're fighting the monster, like you don't know what you're talking about. He was deciphering like ancient scrolls, scrolls? To, figure, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to figure out what to do. And I think, I think he was even taking the, like the, I don't know what you would call him. I guess the ancient priest at the shrine by, by off guard. Cause he's like, you know, teaching them some things about it. It was really, right. yeah, it was really crazy. So, so and, you kind of hit all those uh, tropes, I guess. Yeah. Where you never, you don't believe the first person that saw whatever it is. Then you yeah. dismiss the kid that obviously knows what the heck he's talking about. Yes. And you, and, and you kind of have the superintendent who I like, I guess I call him quote bad guy. Yeah. You know, he d- doesn't like anybody. It's all about, we got to get this tunnel done. Yeah. I do remember. I, I don't know the Godzilla movies well, but I always remember there's often like a kid who befriends the monster yeah. Almost. And he's like the advocate for the monster when everybody else thinks the monster's evil. Yep. Uh, so he's the voice of reason. There's also a little bit of Wesley Crusher syndrome going on here where Wesley, you know, next generation was always, at least in the first season, only uh, way smarter than the adults, always fix the problems. I, I think this kid's got that kind of thing going on. It, it totally agree. And, yeah. and so I guess I put that between positives and weaknesses yeah. because if you're cool with all that, it's a strength. If sure. it grates on you, it's yeah. definitely a drawback. 
Because I'm sure every episode is going to have something similar like that. Yeah, I, that's, that's exactly what I wrote would be along those lines. This could get very old very quickly. Especially whenever you not you know that it was going to be kind of a Twilight Zone-ish show, and then mm-hmm. they realize that the money is in monsters. Yeah. Like, so it was every week... Well, this time we were trying to make a man-made lake and we found this giant turtle. And then next week we're trying to build a Walmart and we like uncover this ancient giant mummy. Like, like how many, how many ways ways can we find these monsters? Well, that might be worth watching alone. How how creative can these people get? My my guess is not very so. Yeah, this this is like I said, this is like a one off. You watch one or two of these, maybe. But but I gotta say, over this many episodes, they have to be getting really creative with what the monsters look like. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. some of them are just way ridiculous. <laughs> Even in the first episode, like Litra is a bird like creature, and it was a little, it's a little like rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a little rough around the edges, um, right? Which leads me to one of the weaknesses. Like I. I, I like special effects that aren't great. They're like, you know, sure. They're, they can be yeah, that camp value. <laughs> There's one scene where they did some close-ups of the monsters fighting, and I swear it was just two sock puppets. <laughs> it was <laughs> the bird, especially. <laughs> because the little boy is talking to the bird. <laughs> and it's just like, it just looks like a dude with his hand in a sock but has a beak on it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that looked good on a 13-inch black and white TV in the 60s, but man, doesn't hold does up. Vaseline that lens up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> does not hold up today. No. Um, all right. So, would we watch the entire season for this one? What did you have? Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I would seek it out. Yeah. But if I were flipping through the channels and it was on. Okay. I, I can see me stopping and be like, let's see what monster it is this week. Yeah, that's fair. I so I, that's I guess fair. it's like a qualified yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 that's totally fair. I I mean, when I sit down and watch all of these, no. Now that we've talked, am I really curious how they explain running into two random monsters that want to fight each other every 28 times? Yes, I yeah. do. Sign me up for that. So That's right. No, but like you but said, maybe, yeah, maybe, no, but yeah. yes, yeah, <laughs> always <laughs> wishy washy on that, but I guess <laughs> I don't, I guess no, but um, okay, so where does this rank? This is our 10th and final uh show of, of the season, yes, um, at least as far as series are, are concerned, that we're going to take a look at. So we have a nice round number this time of 10. So, where on this list of 10 are you going to place Ultra Q? I, I mean, we're, we're going to later discuss our one to oh, ten rankings. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yep. I'm picturing them ahead, maybe around number seven. Yeah, is that where I have it? Oh, that's exactly where I have it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying to think, like in my head, of where I put everything, and we'll discuss that another time. But I'm thinking around yes. number seven. Yeah, that that's funny. That's exactly where I have it. So bottom bottom third of of what we watched and and yes i uh so our our bonus episode this time we're going to take a look at and actually come up with you'll see your you'll talk about your rankings i'll talk about mine and we've decided that we have to agree on a number one is that right that is correct yeah 
that'll, that'll be fun. We'll do a deep dive <laughs> on our 10. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So that's coming up now for the, uh, nerd challenge this is actually a nerd challenge for, for you, for me. All right. Okay. So I'm ready. Keeping it thematic. Oh, excellent. You can take any animal and make it gigantic. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what would you name it? Okay. That's good. Now, are we talking Gomez or Godzilla size? Godzilla size. We're we're going the the full deal. Any animal. And then it could be hilarious. It it could be scary. Whatever. You, one you've never seen, right? Because you've seen yeah. so many Godzilla movies. Yes. Uh, let me let me review what I think. There's always a bird-like creature. There's a moth. Yep. Like a turtle. A gamma like a turtle. Yep. And then there's like three-headed dragons. And yeah. you, know, you have King Kong-type creatures. And mm-hmm. So now we have to, to think on this, make sure it's, it's novel and unique. I want to th- say there's even a spider at some point. Is there? Maybe I'm thinking of something else, but could be. Hmm, an animal that we'd want to see, and it's it's on a rampage, right? Oh, yeah, it has a rampage. Yes, <laughs> it has to rampage. It's not just going to have tea in the park. <laughs> yeah. I was, I don't know why it popped in my head, but I just had this vision of a really big snail. <laughs> Right. Very slow. Just sliming up Tokyo. <laughs> very, very slowly. <laughs> that would be good. Into, into a city. Uh, snail. Um, so what would be the, the name? Hmm. If you go ironic, Speedy. Speedy. <laughs> <laughs> speedy the <laughs> speedy the snail. Um, let's see. Well, they always seem to end in a vowel, like Gamera, Mothra, yep. Godzilla. <laughs> so it has, has to end in a vowel, I think, like that, or or an A. Um, hmm. Snaila. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Snaila. <laughs> Snaila the snail. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Snaila, the giant I like snail that. That uh, just sort of meanders its way through downtown Tokyo. <laughs> like, they'll have to build a gigantic salt shaker. That's right. <laughs> We've got him. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> He's very slowly coming for us. <laughs> he will be here in three months. <laughs> That's right. We don't have much time. We have to get to the salt mines. <laughs> uh, okay. How about you? So, well, and I. I'm going to ask you this before I answer. Do you have a favorite animal just in general? Hmm. Yeah. I never know what to say with those kinds of things. I, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, if somebody asked me what's my favorite movie or what's my, my favorite like song, I always get too bogged down in the details. So I'm like, well, what genre, what time period? <laughs> right. I overthink it to death. So no, I don't. Okay. I just wondered. <laughs> yeah. So my favorite animal is an armadillo. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see a Godzilla-sized armadillo. That's a good one. And I would name it Armadillo. <laughs> and so, so it can so curl into a ball if it's being attacked by yeah. missiles or whatever, and then it can just kind of rampage through. <laughs> and, like, they eat bugs and ants and stuff, and so you could just, like, see it going into, like, buildings and taking people out. Yes. So it'd be fun. If, if you and I... We're both hired as writers. I would be fired the first day from Snaila. 
<laughs> no, no. Armadillo versus Snaila. Who knows? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't last the day. <laughs> <laughs> but it would. But you would watch it. It'd be really I, funny to see how like yeah. they're going to kill this gradual monster. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a different strategy. So an armadillo. So it curls up to a ball. What at, as a defense? Is it is it an animal that attacks other animals? Well, it does have claws, though. Okay. The reason why I've always liked armadillos is mm-hmm. they just want to be left alone. Yeah. But, like, they, they're not out to mess with anybody. They just sure. let me do my thing. They mainly eat bugs and stuff. But if they were the size of a Godzilla, I could see them eating people. <laughs> do they have to have special powers? Because, um, you know, like Godzilla's got the atomic fire breath and stuff. I guess maybe the trail from the snail could be like acidic or <laughs> something. <laughs> In Ultra Q, they were talking about citronellic acid. Is that a thing? Right. I, I thought that was for it, like you, you know about a citronella candle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I was very I taken aback. Yeah, I was very taken aback by that. So like maybe in the sixties that was really in <laughs> citronella. So my snail will have a citronellic acid slime. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope everybody in, enjoyed. Our um, last uh, look at shows for for this season. Um, so join us next week when we do our bonus show wrap up and give you our our take and um, some updates and our kind of rank order things. One hundred and ten percent. We're gonna go ultra C. With oh, we're gonna go ultra C. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my name is Jim. I am Steve. Thank you so much. Jim and Steve watch a show. Jim and Steve watch a show you never see.